my gosh, D. It's the finale. Oh man, but for real, we are excited, so let's do this. You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. It's your boy MSW. That's Mr. Save and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tuse. And this is your girl D Double E on the MIC, best known as DeAndre J. And this is the season finale of the Saved and Woke podcast, season one. Man, we got here fast. Yeah, it seems like it just. It seems like we just started. <laughs> And it's surreal right now. I'll be sitting in the studio doing the last episode of this, our debut season. Yeah, man. Like, so much has happened in what seemed like so little time. I know. So because of that, I felt it would be a great idea to take a walk down memory lane. So before we get into the subject of Today's lesson, or today's, excuse me, I spent too much time in school. <laughs> the subject of today's episode, we're just going to do a quick run through of the subjects from all the other Save the Woke episodes. D, why don't you start us off? Oh, yeah, sure thing. So, on episodes one and two, we talked about uh, what it means to be living, saved, and woke in strictly progressive spaces and in strictly Christian spaces. So um, I actually love these episodes because, you know, one, like, you know, this when I was introduced. Met you, D. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the world met me. But, you know, at the same time, um, it helped people to know that um, they're not alone. Yeah. And the things that uh, they experience, because we experience those things, those things as well, and uh, we pretty much gave our personal accounts of what it means to be saved and woke in both of those spaces. So um, I I just love this because I really felt like it was humble beginnings for us, and um, yeah. just to see the growth and progression, you know, throughout the whole season, um, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I liked it for the same reasons, and that's. Ex- I'm glad you said what you did because that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to validate people's experience, experiences um, being saved and woke and that that awkwardness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's really the, the, the whole purpose of the podcast was to give that validation, was to create a safe space yeah, yeah. out yeah. of that awkwardness. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we followed it up with episode three called What's Next? Because... In episodes one and one and two, we're talking about the awkwardness. But now, like, okay, where do we go from here? Now that we've established that it's okay to be safe and woke, what do we do with it? And you know, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm known to be pretty blunt. So you know, first things first. Saved and woke means being first and foremost saved and believing in Jesus Christ. And of course, 
wokeness, I believe, comes as a byproduct, like true wokeness comes as a byproduct of being saved and being filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit mm -hmm. of knowledge, which mm -hmm. is that spirit that will lead us into all truth. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, we just like being saved and woke. What, what does it mean to be saved and woke? Just, you know, going forth, guided by God's spirit um, and allowing him to show you the or to show us the the truth about what's going on in this world, um, including but not limited to, you know, like a lot of the social and political realities mm -hmm. that we see today. Yeah. Totally agree with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to episode four, uh, which was the problems. Quote, unquote, problems. Yeah, yeah, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, and all that jazz. The problems with Christianity. And so I, I really love this episode because this was when we started to kind of just go into depth with a lot of uh, things, especially with our topics. Depth? Yeah. You said depth. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm just thinking of this. Man, they, they, they know what I meant to say. They know right. what I, I thought right. I said depth. Right. They probably, they, they rocking with you, dude. My bad. My bad. Come on, Keep going. man. Oh. See, that's the problem with Christianity. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> no, nah, for real. The problems with Christianity, um, I just really feel this has started, this started like really showing the growth that we were coming into uh with this show. And um in this episode, you know, we just we just talked about how uh many people have this view of uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you know, a favorable view, if you will. Um, but they struggle to accept him as savior. And um, we just talked about, you know, the different, um, the, the, the ideological and even practical problems with Christianity as a religion. And um, we go through those problems. Like we comb through those things and we attempt to explain that even though they may sound rational and based in fact, their yeah. logic doesn't stand up to sound interpretation of the scriptures. So my favorite portion of that episode was, you know, talking about how people say Christianity is the white man's religion. Like, yeah. you know, like, come on, y'all. That's dead. It's like the biggest eye roll that I get <laughs> after hearing that. <laughs> yeah. So I really like that episode. Yeah. Good stuff. And then we followed it up with episode five, which was, MLK's big mistake. And by MLK, I yes, I did mean Martin Luther King Jr. You know, I was kind of nervous before I made this episode. I was nervous for you, bro. I know, right? And like I feel like, you know what? I feel like I may have lost some listeners, but it's all good. Um, so what we talked about in this one was something like a, a glaring, what I feel like is a glaring or was a glaring issue with the civil rights movement as far as it pertained to martin luther king jr and like, like before i continue just i said this in the details or the so the description of this episode and i said it in this episode and i'm going to say it again now martin luther king jr was the best organizer in the history of this nation okay i'm just gonna just say that all right i don't i don't know of any other examples i know there are other great uh civil rights leaders i know he was not the only one and I know there are people serving along with him, but I'm just saying he was the greatest. Um, however, I still do. I, in this episode, we talked about the flaw in uh, his approach and um, his social movement. And pretty much is that like 
I mean, civil rights are great, but as believers, we're supposed to be not about the civil rights movement, but about the gospel movement, yeah. about yeah. the establishment of the kingdom of heaven on the earth. And things like justice and equality, those are definitely admirable things, but we're sh we shouldn't be fighting or working, striving for those, those things. We should be striving for the kingdom itself. That's kind of right. like the difference between inviting D to a party or I could just invite somebody else who drives a brown Honda Civic to a party. Like, am I really going to get the person of D or am I going to get something that's kind of similar to D that has like the accessories of D, but not D herself? Well, I'm D and I drive a brown Honda Civic. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, D. So like, I feel like the listeners got me on this one. But um, we're really, we just got to, we need to seek Christ. Um, and we really need to, as, as Christians who are also aware of the social ills that plagued, you know, America, we got to knowing that still submit to Christ and know that we should be putting his will and his agenda before our own. And that was, mm -hmm. that was really the point. It wasn't such a bash MLK, yeah, but no, no, no. I did, you know, see that as a issue worth talking about. Yeah. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, me too. And so that leads to episode six, which was entitled Christian Values. And this episode, we, we talked about, you know, Christian values, but we talk about also, you know, what, what does that really mean? Because, you know, you have people that say they uphold Christian values, but their lives don't really reflect that. So it poses the question, uh, are Christian values all that important? You know, should believers flock to anyone who supports them? And so I really, you know, for those who are just tuning into this episode, I really, I really, really recommend you listening to this episode. I feel like we we really kind of broke things down mm -hmm. when it comes to um you know, those values and do people really support them? Yeah, and like for the most part, like I'm, I'm pretty sure we did mention this, that like these people who, most people who I believe like pushing Christian values, not even really Christian. I do think that there's definitely Christian people who support Christian values, but I'm talking about people who are like prominent individuals in society, mainly politics. I don't really believe that most, poli I, I tend to believe that most politicians, uh, they're just out there to get theirs and to, you know, get in whatever office um, that they are running for, and so if they were, if they were a Christian at one point, they put that on the, they put that on the back burner when it comes to politics, oh, yeah. and they just like in terms of like pushing Christian values, it's not mm -hmm. because it's not anything that's guided by morals. It's just them right. trying to cater to their base or the, the you know the evangelical base that yeah. they believe they have or are trying to get. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Episode seven, y'all. Man, episode seven. If you have not listened to episode seven, shame. Shame on you. Go listen to it. Please go listen to that it. That was the man. <sighs> recording episode seven was probably one of the most fun recording sessions we ever had. It yeah, was, and which was kind of funny considering the topic we were talking about. It was called Woke and Weary. And that was just, man. Because <laughs> I, I it came from a conversation I was having with someone else. And she was asking me, like, talking about the show. 
talking about wokeness, like, do you ever just get to the point where you just are so infuriated and so just bogged down by all the crap that's going on that you just want to give up and don't want to care and just don't want to be woke and you just actually just want to be all the way sleep. You just want to stay asleep all day and don't want to be conscious and don't want to use your brain to be like, ha, that's, that's systemic oppression over there. I see you. I see you. You just want to, just want to ignore it all. And the short answer to that question is yes, it happens a lot. But um, in addition to talking about experiencing that, which I feel like also, you know, is validating. It makes people feel okay with being human. Was the fact that me and D, we also shared um, strategies with how to keep from being weary, like intellectually and emotionally. I yeah, guess yeah, on the yeah. more on the woke side of things. And then also yeah, yeah. how to keep from being weary spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked how we connected the two. Especially like, because I remember in the episode, like I was like, we're going to talk about practical stuff and then we're going to talk about spiritual stuff. Right. And then D just came out and was like, nah, we're talking about all of them together. Because, oh, yeah. you know, we saved and woke. Yeah, and um, I'm going to be honest, the spirit really hit me as we were going through this episode. Like, especially when I started talking about, you know, to, to be truly woke is not just, you know, in the natural, but in the spiritual as well. And um, so this episode was personally my favorite. Like when I come across people um, and somehow, you know, get on the subject about the podcast, I, this, the, this is the first episode that I share with them. Um, and I say, you know, if you want to listen to them in order, listen to them in order, but definitely listen to episode seven. Like That's how mm-hmm. much I love it. Episode seven. So That was a good one. Yeah. So moving on to episode eight. Which is another favorite of mine because you know I you know I led the discussion and um, mm. so it's it's like my baby. So <laughs> episode eight was a talk on equity, and um, I, I you know I feel like I really broke down uh what equity really was for the people out there. That yeah. you, <laughs> you know nice. don't really understand it, so I, I kind of you know cut it up into broke little down, pieces so that you nice know bite-sized pieces, <laughs> so the people could chew on it. And, you know, just kind of you know get it in the system. Um, but you know, I we we talked about how equity. Uh, most people um, strive for equality in this country, but uh, what it's they distinction, yeah, but what they really are looking for is equity. Um, you know, we defined it. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much gave a definition of it, and I mean, um, to to make a long definition short, equity is all about fairness. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and and basically, um, we just tied you know some some biblical scriptures that talk about equity and how it really is in the Bible. Because, um, I mean, I really didn't even know that equity was in the Bible until I was doing my own personal reading, and I was like, hey. It's actually in there a lot. Yeah, a, a whole <laughs> lot. So yeah, I love this episode. Yeah, that was a dope discussion. And like in the midst of that discussion, I was inspired to name the next episode, which is episode nine, America Not So Christian After All. I was like, how did that come from equity? Because the whole time we were talking about equity, I was like, yo, if equity is so good and we and everybody wants it and it and it's biblical then why is America, which is supposedly a Christian nation, just plagued by such inequity? Well, I'm glad you asked, inner voice. 
<laughs> well, my discussion served as your muse. I'm honored. Yes, it did. <laughs> and the answer to the question is because America has never truly been a Christian nation, I don't believe. Um, regardless of the fact that, you know, the founding fathers professed Christianity, um, you know, professions of Christianity and living out Christianity, I believe are two different things. Yeah. And in the episode, I say one of the main things that I, I, I truly hold, hold dear and I like, I will argue this. Well, I don't tend to argue, but I will just hold on to, to my stance here, regardless of what most people say, is that you can identify a Christian nation the same way you should be able to identify a Christian person. So a Christian mm -hmm. person will be completely, it's a fundamental change of who they are because they're no longer living for themselves. They're living for Christ and they have put Christ at the forefront of their life. They're going right. to model their lives after Christ. They're right. going to put others, the needs of others before themselves. They're going True. to follow what Jesus said was the greatest commandments was to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself and to put the good of others. Mm, that's the key there. Mm. To put the good of others before the good of yourself. So a Christian individual will put the, the needs of another individual before his own needs or her own needs, all right? And then same, flip it to a Christian nation. A Christian nation, you would think, would put the good of another nation, not all the time, but you know, as the Lord leads, before their own good. And I cannot think of one time in history where America selflessly and sacrificially, that's the key part, sacrificially did something for the good of another country. Whenever we do something for the good of another country, it's like we're really just trying to find some way to get in there and find some excuse to like to exploit them, to exploit them for their resources and to use um, whatever our quote unquote aid is as just a way to really benefit ourselves in the long run. Big ol' facts. Yup. So, that or those were the past nine episodes. And I was like, dang, all these topics were mm -hmm. legit. Mm -hmm. um, so, now, without further ado, it's time to get to the topic at hand. And just to remind y'all, in case y'all forgot, after that wonderful medley of episodes we just gave you, the episode's title of the day is Job and Justice. So this episode is special, like I've informed all of you who you know follow us on the Instagrams. It's special in that there was a little bit of supplemental material um, in the form of a couple of videos that I had seen a while ago, but never really talked about until now. And there are videos made by a really cool nonprofit called The Bible Project. And what they do is they make videos explaining every individual book of the Bible, like not just talking about the overall meaning, but like the literary structure and how like the, how, like the if it's a book of poetry or a book of history, um, things of that nature. And also just talking about how it how each individual book fits into the overall narrative of the Bible. And the one thing like that I love about the Bible project is they they will let you know up front, like we believe that every book of the Bible is pointing to Jesus. 
And so they show you how, like, even in the Old Testament, how the Old Testament books are, you know, pointing toward pointing to Christ. Um, but also they have theme videos and and one of their theme videos, I think this is uh, it's one of their, 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 in their wisdom series, that's what it is. In their wisdom series, they went over the books, um, Psalm, Proverbs, no, they went over Job, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. And the video on Job got me really, really intrigued, especially, particularly in regards to the topic of justice, because that's what they, that's what justice or Job is all about, this sense of, or this, I guess conflict, if you will, between mm -hmm. what we think justice should be and whether or not God is really a just God. And mm -hmm. so I'm excited to have this conversation because unlike most things, D and I, well, we have both watched the videos, but we have not yet talked about them yet. So for this final episode of the season, you all will get like legit our first time our first reactions our first thoughts talking about these videos first hand account y'all the younger on this super extra long season finale episode <laughs> so i think d says she had the first question for y'all um well i mean i don't really have a question per se but um I will say that before watching these videos, um, I uh, just, yeah, I just, you know, my first impression um, of the videos was like, the, the videos are great. Like, I'm planning to go back and watch all those Bible project videos. <laughs> uh, because... <laughs> Let me tell you, like, just the way that it was illustrated, all that stuff. I'm a visual type of person. Like, I love Oh, yeah. Visuals. Same here. So, like, just everything. Like, it really captivated me and drew me in. So, um, love those videos. Um, but <laughs> when it comes to the story of Joe, <laughs> like, I just I just have a funny account because <laughs> as I was growing up, you know, being with my godmother, like, she, like, in reference to certain people, she'll say they don't have the patience of Job. So, <laughs> so I always thought, you know, <laughs> the story of Job was about him being patient. Um, oh, true. So, so I got you. I yeah, got you. so because of all the stuff that he went through, and he still, you know, gave God glory, honor, and praise. So <laughs> I just, I just always thought that. You know, that story was about him being patient and that's it. Nothing pertaining to justice or any of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, like I feel you. So beforehand, I I've I've read the Bible all the way through. Maybe I don't know, maybe not two times, but at least like one point five. And <laughs> and uh Job was included in that, obviously, and I felt like I had a pretty good handle on it. My interpretation was that it was like i know like there was another episode where i kind of just kind of ran through uh a quick summary of the story of job and i think i actually said what my previous or old understanding of what job is or was and it was that okay job was this righteous man 
the the devil was like coming up to God and it was like, hey man, only reason that Job blesses your name and praises you is because you do all this great stuff for him. I bet you if you didn't, he would curse your name. And then God was like, all right, bet. Go ahead and strike. Go ahead and go ahead and smite a brother, right? Yeah, in today's terms, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I had to, had to give the uh, the saved and woke version. Um, but regardless of what befell, <laughs> what came upon Job, um, he in the end he never cursed God. Like he did get he did get a little attitude. He got attitude. He didn't curse God. Uh, and then so as a reward for his goodness, that's what I thought, y'all. That's what I thought. As a reward for his goodness, God blessed him with double of everything that he lost. Um, and that's what I thought that Job was about. Yeah. And yeah, it had nothing to do with justice. <laughs> man, after watching those videos, however, I said, man, Job is a mighty strong brother. Good, good, God, man. All that stuff he went through for the duration of time he went through it, man, oh man. Yeah, and like what's interesting to me is like, so yeah, you could look at it that way, but what I really love about the video is that they open my eyes up to this discussion or to the overarching Theme, if themes, if you will, that was that was actually being talked about, and it was like the majority of the book. Like after Job loses everything, is him talking to some friends, and that's what they're called. They're just called the friends, um, and they're arguing with Job about why he why all this stuff happened to them because they're like can, in their minds God is a just God, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so when good thing when people when good people do good things good stuff happens to them and when bad people do bad things bad things yeah, happen to yeah, them yeah, and so yeah. if all this bad stuff is happening to you Job then you must have done something wrong right so and i really thought that was i guess i thought that all of job was just about proving how great job was but when it really get down to it it's actually a conversation about is God just? Mm -hmm. And if so, then why does good stuff or bad stuff happen to good people? And they kind of, well, do you remember their answer, D? Like what they came to at the end of the video? Um, let me think on it because I want to say, like, um, Cause it was towards the end. I do remember. Um, let me try to put it. Um, okay, you're going in. Is, is best, best, best way that I possibly can, you know. Um, She's scrolling, y'all. Because <laughs> I had I had to jot this stuff down. It was good stuff, y'all. I'm telling you. Um, so the question was posed. You know, why is there suffering in the world? You mm -hmm. know, all together and. The answer, um, which was God's answer, um, was we live in an amazing world that is not designed to prevent suffering. So, you Whoa. know, I was just like, oh. That is convicting. Hold on. <laughs> like, Can you say that again? What? Okay, sure. Because <laughs> this it shot me even just saying it. So, you know, uh, God's answer was we live in an amazing world 
that is not designed to prevent suffering. And before you go on, just to clarify, that's not actually the word for word what was in the Bible. That was just the video's summary of God's overall response to Job. But that's pretty much it. Go ahead, G. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, you know, to an unbeliever, it's going to sound nuts. Yeah, it's it's going to sound, it's gonna sound crazy. What's, what's the whole point of being a Christian? Yeah. If I'm a, bad stuff's still going to happen. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's where that spirit of religiosity comes in. Even and just the, error. Yeah, error too, you know. And, you know, especially for those, you know, who do um, consider themselves to be Christians. Yeah, because I know like a lot of people think uh, that, you know, there I saw I saw this infographic and it was supposed I guess so they were trying to be funny, but some guys made this poster of of all these there were all these symbols of different religions on there. Mm-hmm. And then under every one was this one sentence that was supposed to give a synopsis or just a summary of the whole of the religion overall. Mm-hmm. So like I think I don't know if Zen is a religion or not. But it was like, you know, it was like stuff happens. And then um, the other one, I think for Hinduism, I I believe that's the one with reincarnation. It was like stuff happens and you got to be good because you got to do nice stuff and you'll come back. You'll come back uh, with a better life. And then the Christian one was like, be good and stuff won't happen to you. Like bad stuff won't happen, but clearly, and that's what the Job's friends think. But at the end, like D just said, like we live in this amazing world, but that is it, a, a world that is not designed to say it again. Designed to prevent suffering. Yeah, and and that that statement alone that wrecks everybody's theology. I, I don't right. care what nobody says because it sure wrecked mine for a little bit. Yeah, because I was that that was really difficult for me to grapple with because I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because there's all these other scriptures that talk about how God, you know, protects people, especially those who are righteous. He protects, you know, the people who are defenseless, and God is on the side of, you know, the orphan and the widow mm-hmm. and all that. And what the videos point out is that I don't feel like those videos are saying that God does not reward people. Mm-hmm. However, one thing that was said in the video and is and what was what God really does say like in the Bible, he he doesn't really answer Job's questions about like how why is all this stuff happening to me? What he does is and like they they illustrate this beautifully in the in the video is God just he like shows he shows Job just some portions of the universe. And he talks about these two really like majestic creatures. Oh yeah, that part was cool. Yeah, um, one of them is the Leviathan. He's like, look how big, look how big and strong and magnificent it is. And he was like, and he was talking about how it is both magnificent and also deadly. And that and that he used that like the the visualization of the Leviathan to describe the world. Like my world is beautiful, but my the the world also has like some some dangerous aspects to it. Um and that first of all and then and then he goes beyond that so after he just shows you like okay you know yeah the world is beautiful but the world is also a dangerous place um like these two beasts yeah but he also just goes on to say like look he's like job can you 
can you control any of this? Do you know how any of this works? Do you know how the sun, can you make the sun rise? Can you make, can you make the seasons change? Can you do anything? So how are you going to tell me how to run, how to, how, how to run this? Yeah. And that is also where you're just like, you know what? Where do, where, where, where do we get off telling God or try, or questioning God? Right. You know? Right. But to kind of interject for a moment when he talked about the, the Leviathan, because from <laughs> what I've, you know, interpreted about Leviathan, you know, and feel free to chime in. Um, like the Leviathan is a fleeting serpent like that attacks mm -hmm. spiritually. So like when I saw that Leviathan part saying like it's beautiful, but deadly, I was like, hold her. Record scratch. Yeah. What? <laughs> what you mean, Leviathan is beautiful? What? <laughs> so it's like, okay. Oh yeah, and like so for y'all that don't know what D is talking about. So um D and I go to the same church, and our church, we recently, I guess fairly recently, have we've been learning about a lot about healing and deliverance. And but when we're talking about that, we're not talking about physical or not even emotional hurt talking about spiritual hurt, spiritual bondage to demonic forces. Yeah. And a lot of people will make reference to this like spirit. Um, this, and they call it, they'll reference it like, they'll call it like the, the spirit of Leviathan or the Leviathan spirit. But to answer your question, D, I feel like that's okay for there to be like a positive reference of, in the Bible of Leviathan and then also like a demonic spirit that we call Leviathan. Because like, yeah. we don't, like when people are like, doing healing and deliverance ministry like we don't really know the spirits names like what their actual names are yeah, but we just yeah, what yeah. we what we do is like if they have characteristics that are similar to something else like a character jezebel in the bible she was really hateful and mean um and uh, controlling and she had she she really set herself up against one of god's prophets and so even though we know that like that spirit's name is not actually Jezebel, we'll call yeah. it, we're first to it as the Jezebel spirit. Right, right, and then right. that spirit knows if we're talking to it and, you know, and in, in the name of Jesus, they got to go. So just like a serpent, like, or any like animal, like I know there's heard people say like, you know, just like, uh, like Jezebel has also been, the Jezebel spirit has also been described as kind of like a, a spider. Spiders are part of God's creation, mm -hmm. but then we'll also mm -hmm. just use those things to kind of help us get a mentality or help us get a conceptual, like to help us conceptualize, visual, yeah, visualize, yeah. you know, the spiritual concepts that we're talking about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, yeah, because at first when they, I had the same thing. I was like, Leviathan, what? Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. Had me shook for a minute, yeah, for a like, second. I was hold like, up. Oh, hold up, wait Bible a minute, project. hold, hold up, up. what you talking about? <laughs> exactly. But the main thing I thought, I'm really glad you pointed that out because I, I completely forgot about the leviathan spirit yeah. i mean the leviathan and the yeah. behemoth the leviathan and the behemoth were the two beautiful magnificent creatures that were also deadly yeah um so my question to you d hmm. and this was like what do you think are is the actually skipping down to my last question in my notes is what do you think are the implications for this interpretation of Job for saved and woke people, particularly 
or the people leaning towards the just woke side of things in terms of justice and Ooh. how we define it? That's a real good question. Um, because particularly, you know, I'm very aware of, or we as we collectively are very aware of, you know, people that lean more towards the woke side um, mm -hmm. and, and they frown upon, you know, Christianity. And, you but know, conversations or, like this. Or, exactly. And say, like, well, if God is a just God, why does bad things happen mm -hmm. everywhere? <laughs> um, you know, so um, I really feel like, um, or I know that this story perfectly aligns with even why we even have this podcast to um, to not only bring to light the injustices in this world, but to to highlight how we have to rely on someone bigger than us, larger than life to overcome these situations. Even even when people, the best of the best of people don't even deserve what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. And that and that's with race, that's with gender, that's with, you know, just just anybody who who falls, you know, under oppression. Yeah. Um so yeah, like I I, I get, you know, when they say like why why does why do it's basically the basic question, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. And you know, just as just as I said, you know, we, you know, <laughs> this this world, you know, as amazing as it is, um, it, it, it just wasn't designed to prevent suffering. Um, because there are gonna be times where uh we as people were gonna suffer. Um, but you know, especially those of us who consider ourselves as Christians, we know that when we suffer, we suffer righteously because our living Savior suffered on the cross. Mm -hmm. And he, he was brutally beaten. He was agonized, all that stuff. All He went through all of that so that we could be forgiven for our sins and we could never even imagine. Have even God suffered. It, it, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, I get it, you know, but but that goes back to what I was saying earlier about um, those who are unbelievers, they're not going to understand because they're only looking at things with their natural eyes. Yeah, and the Bible does say perfect segue, D. Thank you for that little, for that alley. I'm a Ubi. <laughs> so the Bible does say that those who have, who are carnally minded, who basically who do not believe in Christ. and If you don't believe in Christ, that means his spirit, the Holy Spirit does not dwell in you, does not live inside you. And that means you can't, you can't understand spiritual concepts. And when we, when we say spiritual, we're not just talking about what other people call spiritual. We're talking about things in the Bible. Right, right. Spiritual uh, as it relates to Christianity. Um, so what's first necessary to understand these concepts is belief in Christ. And you don't even have to be like, you know, some people talk about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Like, no, you just have to be, you just have to believe in Christ and then the spirit will indwell. He and the spirit indwells all believers right. and then you'll under, and then he'll lead you into all truth. Um, but of course, you know, we, we hear it say, well, we are all spirit filled believers and we do suggest that, you know, you know, you look into look into getting spirit filled yourself. Shameless plug on behalf of the Holy Spirit. Look, but I'm anyway. telling you. 
<laughs> best decision you'll ever make in your I know, life. right, man? I was like, man, how did I used to walk? How did I used to live without being <laughs> spirit-filled? But anyway, back to the topic at hand. This topic of why do good things happen or bad things happen to good people? And really, like, Job pretty much, or God pretty much shows Job that, hey, man, that is a very simple simple and flawed view of the universe it's more than just good like sometimes good things do happen to people because the same god um in job also tells um concerning himself how he you know he blesses the righteous and all that but there's also sometimes where bad stuff just happens and we as believers we can be encouraged by one uh, another scripture romans eight twenty eight says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Who are those who love him? Jesus said, those who love me obey my commandments. So those who believe in him and obey his commandments, we are the ones who love him. And if we love him, regardless of what happens, I'm not saying that, you know, I don't like when people say everything happens for a reason, um, because I feel like that's just like a watered down version of Romans 8, 28. What the Bible says is that everything, whether it's good or bad, because sometimes bad stuff is going to happen. Yeah, but God is going to use that bad for your good, and He's gonna get the glory. Yep. And another thing is like, but like people say, but but, but why? But why? And it's like, man, I don't. I really don't believe that we can understand why. Like, if God sat down and explained it to you, I feel like your head would explode. You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a reason why God doesn't want us to know everything because too much knowledge can make you go crazy yeah and i really just yeah i don't think that we even have the capacity to understand because he clearly he just showed he he really just punks Job when Job was like hey man like what's the deal he's like bro look 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 at the stars in the sky can you can you hold up one of these can you hold up one of these and then it's like you know it's kind of like when jesus was like okay he without sin can cast the first stone like Okay, if you got if you have no sin, then then yeah, you can say something. And he's and here he's talking to Job. Like, if you can show me how to do this, if you can show me how to do my job, then I'll explain it to you. And seeing as how I don't think any of us can do that. I know I can. We we this 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 scripture really just or this story of Job, when you really understand it, it really, really forces you to be to be humble. And I feel like a lot of people who are just woke are the exact opposite of humble. Because like a lot of pride comes up with being um, with being woke and you know in traditional woke circles. Um, but after after watching those videos and after my wife showed me how reminded me how I was getting kind of an attitude with God uh, in regards to some back pain that I had been having, like some some lower back pain that I had been having for years. She was like, "You were kind of getting an attitude with God too." I'm like, "Yo, how, how come you haven't been healing me?" And I was like, "Wow, you know what?" If, like, God does everything because he is good. So if at any moment, like, if let's say let's say I receive a blessing. I'm, I'm receiving that blessing because God is good. And even if I'm suffering, I'm suffering. You know why? Because God is good. Point blank, period. That's it? That's it. So we love y'all so much. And... We pray that y'all get a hold of this, but just like D said, like that carnal minds, 
um, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be difficult to grasp onto. So right now I'm just gonna pray. Lord God, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. Thank you for an entire season of podcasts. Like I was struggling with just coming up with the courage to do the recording episode. And here you have blessed us with an entire season. We just give you glory and honor. You are so beyond our imaginations. You're so far beyond even the, the highest intellect in all in all the world, Lord. You are just so, you are so mega that we 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 cannot fathom you. We do not have a place to to question you. And in Job, um, the, 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 the one friend who was rightfully fearful of you, he said one thing that I feel will just help us all. It's like, we should, we, we should not question you on your actions. It should just be enough for us to know that it's you who does them. And I pray, Lord God, that that eventually happens to, to all of us here at Save the World and to all of our to all of our listeners, Lord God, I pray that you would send your spirit to reveal yourself to them, reveal your truth to them. And Lord God, I pray that instead of debating with others, instead of debating with Christians, or instead of debating with, with us on social media, that people would do like Job did, and they would go to you and ask you about you and allow you to reveal yourself to them. Because in James 4 and 8, your word says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So I pray that you, that all the listeners, that we all do that, that all of us, that the whole entire body of Christ, that we all draw near to God so that you can draw near to us. And I thank you for everything that comes with that. I thank you, Lord God, for just people believing in you, for people coming to the faith. I thank you, Lord God, for your spirit indwelling them, Lord God. I pray that they will they will ask for and receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the wisdom. I thank you for the knowledge. I thank you for the revelation. I thank you for the submission. I thank you for the joy that they will feel, Lord God, that they will experience, that they will live and walk in as a result of believing in you and being filled by your spirit. And I thank you, Lord God, that then they will be truly woke. Lord, I thank you. And I declare again that the fear of God is the beginning of wokeness. And I thank you, Lord, that they will understand that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. That was great. So here we are, y'all. It's the end of episode 10. This end of the season finale. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who liked all of our posts and continues to follow us on on social media. Um, we're gonna take a break after this episode. I know you're used to getting an episode every two weeks, but just wait until about early, early March, late, late, late February, early March. The podcast will be back in action. But in the in-between time, be looking out for other saved and woke developments. And I'll go ahead and tell you one. There is a YouTube channel in the works where I will be um, talking about, of course, you know, the same saved and woke stuff that I do on the podcast, but also just other things like, especially in, in pop culture, I do, I'm doing a lot of book reviews, a lot of reviews on 
movies and then just talk about different different topics that come that come to my mind that just aren't worth the time of doing a full podcast episode. And next season of the podcast, you all will have to get used to a little change that makes my heart a little droop a little bit, but y'all will not be hearing D as much as you've gotten used to. But D, on the on the air on this episode, I just want to say thank you for rocking with me for this whole first season. Like that's gonna go down in history. The first Save the Woke season was started. Yes, Mr. Save the Woke, but it I promise y'all, season one wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for D Double E. That's me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um D is definitely, she's going to be definitely involved still um, because we got Saving the Woke is bigger than just a podcast. It's it's a movement and D is, she's going to be a part of it in a, a lot of, a lot of ways, a lot of ways, especially with my social media stuff because D is more gifted and more in tune with social media stuff than I am. <laughs> Keep it hot. Not even going to lie. You know, you got to, you got to gotta know your weaknesses as well as your scruffs. But um, without further ado, keep in uh, keep a lookout for all those for all those developments that I'm talking about, and of course, keep a lookout for season two of the Save and Woke podcast. And as usual, you know you love this episode. You know you love our playful banter and whatnot. Thanks. <laughs> so please do leave that. Please leave that five-star rating and that good old glowing review. And again, you can always keep in contact with us over the break on our social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Underscore Saved and Woke. That's all lowercase and all one word. And at Afro Soul underscore D. That's Afro Soul underscore D double E. And until next time. Keep the faith and stay woke.